Good to have you with us on Red Barn Radio. I'm Brad Becker. We are celebrating the 20th season of Red Barn Radio. And tonight we welcome you to show number 755, which is a very good number. Tonight we have two of the region's finest axe slingers singing and playing for you, Lee Owen and Willie Ames. Lee Owen and Willie Ames have both been regulars on the Lexington, Kentucky music scene, anchoring bands from Catawampus and Triple Crown to Wayne Graham and Club Dub for well into a couple of decades. We're so glad to have you here with us for this evening of traditional and original tunes delivered in ways only these two guys can do it. Welcome, Willie Ames and Lee Owen. At the end of the road, we got to wait. There we can go. We grow apart, or we stay close. What time we have? Time we have, time we have, we take the good, we take the bad. I always see tomorrow's past, yesterday's dream goes by so fast. Nothing good goes on, nothing bad can last.
time we hear What a time we hear What a time we hear We take the good We take the bad Oh, what a time we hear Thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky and by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Tonight's guests, good friends Lee and Willie, had never collaborated until a chance meeting at the grocery store led them to join together for the first time. The two guitarists, also both capable singers and writers, say they've had tons of fun exploring a mix of classic and original jazz, blues, and country music in recent years. Lee and Willie collectively have done more to shape the region's music vibe than any pair of players we can think of. It's two for one night here on Red Barn Radio. Welcome Lee Owen and Willie Ames to the Red Barn stage.
As I said earlier, it is two for one night here on Red Barn Radio. Tonight we're here with Lee Owen and Willie Ames. Why don't we start by having you acquaint us with your instruments? What do you got, Lee? I've got a Larave, which I like. I, I used to play bluegrass on a regular basis with a, a bunch of guys who knew about bluegrass guitars, and I just had a Yamaha, and they used to make fun of me incessantly. Oh. So I was saving my money for a Martin because there's a bluegrasser. That's what you should have. But they're expensive. And I got to like a thousand bucks and they worked at Wilcut and they were like, come buy one of these Larivés from us. They're great. It's bang for your buck. And I have bought it. I've beat it up. It's, it's split. It's my deal now. It's my Larivé. <laughs> Are those made in Canada? I think British Columbia or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. French, yeah Canada. Why aren't they called Larivés? I've, La I've never known how they to. They probably do. And I'm probably. Well, no, I've always heard. I always hear in this country being a Larivés. Yeah. So, you know, it's, so this was bang for your buck. But of course, it had a nice top on it, which I wasn't used to having to deal with temperature control and humidity control so i did Ew. split it which is unfortunate but i can't really hear the split and it's just sort of no. it's it's my take on aging it people are like you're beating it up and i'm like yeah it can look like willie nelson's when i'm done that's good mm -hmm. well, so does it matter that the instrument has a split in it if you can't hear it is that something you're you gonna have to tend it really to really doesn't matter if it's structurally changing it you know if one of the braces comes loose or something that's gonna you know vibrate you yeah. would hear it or if it's gonna mess with the structural integrity of the guitar but in this case i guess it was fairly clean and it hasn't required me to do anything at all about it What about yours, Willie? It's kind of an interesting instrument. Is it a mahogany wood, or what kind of wood is it? You know, it says there, there's a little plate in here, and it says it's cedar. Cedar. Now, <laughs> all right. I've had a friend who's a wood expert say that's not cedar. I'll take whoever's word for it. I couldn't tell you really. Has the, that uh, been an instrument you've played for a long time? It really has been, and actually, what's kind of cool about it, uh, coincidentally, <laughs> this is an Art and Lutherie, so it has a little bit of French. This was actually made in in, in <laughs> Quebec. I got this guitar. This was actually a present from my wife when we got married in 1996, 25 years ago. So I've had this old beauty for 
25 years and I've been playing it ever since. It's had some wear and tear. It's got, I'm, I'm looking at the cracks right here where we've had to get out the old wood glue and glue it back together after a, after a careless uh, drop to the, to the floor. You know, the company that makes Seagull guitars, because I, th I think they made this because there's actually on the back of the tuning pegs, there's little seagulls. Oh, I don't think it's. I don't think that's a you know an accident. I think it's. I think. I think this might be. This might be part of their one of their this little c custom models. There's. I love the fact that it had no pickguard. I don't know why. Of course, I've oh, shredded I like it all too. around with with no pickguard on there. But that's what pickguards are for to stop all your uh, indentations on the wood. But no. mine had a clear one, but I pulled it off, and you can still see it. Brothers keep a heart to the very end. Brothers keep a heart to the very end. One day a stranger could be your only friend. A stranger is your only friend. And by my lip ball down the boulevard. And by my lip ball down the boulevard Faces and there I see and look so cold and hard like a tombstone crumbling in the yard Brothers keep her to the very end Brothers keep her to the very end One day a stranger could be your only friend A stranger is your only
Brothers keep on to the very end Brothers keep on to the very end One day a stranger gonna be your only friend A stranger is your only friend Brother keep on to the very end Brothers keep up to the very end One day a stranger could be your only friend A stranger is your only friend Give us a little thumbnail history of the two of you. You surely knew each other before you decided you're going to maybe play some together. For quite a while. How come you never played together until you did? A lot of it was us both being busy. We both had plenty of stuff going on over the years. So I want to say it was late summer 1990. So oh. we're both 18, 19 years old. Me and my friends get our first apartment kind of down, you know, right there, very close to where I live now right between campus and downtown and you start you know meeting people and I was definitely wanting to meet musicians we had a party at our house and me and my roommate he played drums and I was playing guitar and, and I can tell you we're trying to find musicians to play with you know like do you know a bass player yeah maybe you know try you know and so I take a little break and a guy gets over and grabs an axe and starts playing rock and roll when it's this guy rock uh, you know led zeppelin rock and roll quite well in a toga like, as i remember it was a toga, <laughs> was party. A toga party i had a toga party come yeah. on yeah oh the influence of animal house that was long before the grocery store and that was far oh, yeah. that was a good 31 years before that so pretty soon after that you start born cross-eyed i believe yes yeah, we're turning 30 in 91. december oh wow and uh december 11th i met some dear friends that i still make music with guys like uh dave ferris from the drummer from 10 foot pole lily ponds he's in many uh, bands now great ones uh, alma gitana and I, I think you know i know he's he and i both were in see the beat off and on over the years and with, with lee carroll and that's more a little more recent as i walk on the lawn i hear a sweet little song Flowers dance in the breeze Sunshine down through the field And I think of you I am thinking of you A little while 
see your sweet little smile Laughter echoes around From both delightful sounds And I think of you I am thinking of And all the joy that they bring One thing that they all do One thing always is true They make me think of you I am thinking of you sort of paralleling and i think it's probably because we both played guitar because like you know i need uh, a bassist i need a drummer i need a keyboard right. who sure. needs another guitar i can do that so i think that's probably one of the big reasons that like he had his band and i had my bands and we were always side by side there were times we played at the same events we always Jamming knew each other but we never really yeah. hooked up and played together you know and then i would see him in, in the grocery all the time and during the pandemic of course it changed everybody lost their gigs we all really wanted to play music again and so yeah. we sort of made this connection like hey you know he actually approached me and said would you 
be interested in doing gigs. And I was so flattered because that's what I looked up to Willie for years. So Unlikewise. to have him ask me, like, would you consider doing this? I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, yeah, do I need to pay you to do this? Heck, yeah. Uh, and so yeah. then we came together, and uh, and it's just been really fun because we both sort of paralleled each other in Lexington for 30 years and not really crossed. So we have just total different worlds of things, you know. And so he brings yeah. me so much knowledge about blues and old jazz and all this. So I get a great education out of it. And again, I've got my nerdy little Grateful Dead world that I do, or I'm into the Django, and I can sort of bring some of that to him. I love learning So it's really stuff. been fun just having this really great guitar player that I get to bounce off of. And we're like, hey, you know this, you know that. And we teach each other things from our own little worlds. And yeah. it's been really neat having this project over the last few months. I mean, seriously, yeah. it's probably a, a few thousand songs that we could probably pull off between us over the years. Back with more Red Barn Radio after this break. Red Barn Radio, roots music, southern style. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Red Barn Radio, recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. Red Barn Radio, roots music, southern style. grew up with lots of music in the house and I started playing it's kind of one of those things I, I wanted to play trumpet and I had buck teeth or, or something I, that's that's what the band director told me he said your, your teeth stick out too much he's like why don't you play cello I'm like okay what what is a cello you know I'm like eight years old I, I think I knew what a violin was or you know, I, I loved music. I didn't necessarily know what every instrument that was making it, though. So I started, you know, oh, you play, sit down in between your knees. So I go, okay, I can handle that. You know, I was kind of a big kid, you know, as a, as a big adult. Well, it's cheaper than all that orthodontic work. <laughs> Definitely. I did, I did, we could skip all that. And so eight years old, start playing cello. By 11, 12, kind of added playing stand-up bass. Uh-huh. And uh, for some reason, something about guitar, actually, Lee and I were just talking about this a couple days ago, just talking about the Beatles. And this is kind of strange that, you know, I was born in 1971, so the Beatles had been basically done for at least a year by that point. Actually, you know, I think my parents bought McCartney. They bought Ram. Like, I think it came out a week, uh, two weeks before I was born or something, you know what I mean? By the time Lennon had died, I, the Beatles, had I, I, they were part of the cultural language, of course, but I didn't understand that as an eight, nine-year-old. And then all of a sudden realized, like, there, were, there was something to that. All, like, not understanding, like, I, so he, this guy touched so many people. I had no context for that. I had no the '60s or anything like that. But that started getting into the Beatles. Something about that was about getting into playing guitar. Mm. Well, for years, starting in eight, like '80, I guess, or maybe late early '81 or something. My parents had the Red Double album, listening to that all the time. But then, like getting a guitar and having all those songs in my head, and a buddy of mine had a. I just wanted to play guitar, and a buddy of mine had a Beatles songbook with all the dots on the on the six lines, and I'm like, okay, well, I know the songs are in my head. And that's kind of how I learned how to play a bar chord. I can remember like playing or playing a B minor, like from whatever Beatles song that was, you know, one of several. <laughs> like, oh, cool. Yeah, I know that one. And, you know, that was really the beginning. And then just kind of like basically, so I learned by ear. That's weird. I learned cello and bass by reading music. If you gave me a bass or a cello, I couldn't play a song. I could play something I memorized. 
But with guitar, I taught inch by inch, millimeter by millimeter, kept understanding more and more about just how music kind of works. Like besides, oh, you look at that and say it. It's, it's the only things you ever spoke were what someone hands you a piece of paper and you just said, oh, hi, I'm Willie. I'm, you know, a father and a husband and a, you know, basketball player. And you know what I mean? Instead of like, oh, I'm this. Hey, I, you know, I'm Willie. I was born in Indiana. I, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can, uh -huh. Music can be the same way. I mean, it's it, it's a form of language that can be written or oral or oral or. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, so that is kind of where where I got going. It's never really stopped. I mean, that was probably age 14. I quit playing bass and cello and started playing. I mean, so it's been 37, 36 years later. Wow, that's yeah, a long so. time. <laughs>
I'm still thinking about sort of the different sort of roots that the two of you guys have. I'm trying to imagine what kind of music your mom was playing. My dad was a classical music fan. Ah. So, I mean, he loved Beethoven, Bach, Mozart, Vivaldi, Handel. You know, all these kind of things that you know, this is what I grew up listening to. My mom loves, like many folks of her generation, all the show tunes. She loved John Denver. And that's, that, that was that's one of my right. memories of growing up. And Simon and Garfunkel, <laughs> she, she loved them. Oh, sure. uh, I used to be able to sing along to Fiddler on the Roof. We had the, the soundtrack to that. When, when Jay-Z came out with, It's a Hard Knock Life. I was like, oh yeah, I know that one, Little Orphan Annie. Ah, that, right. that was that was that was my favorite groove on that on that on that whole song. Ah. <laughs> stuff like that. The stuff that I really listen to and love the most, which is blues, jazz, R and B, anything that fits into those genres, gospel. I love Bill Monroe. I love Freddie King, <laughs> ah. John Lee Hooker. You know, like whatever. I, yeah, can, yeah. I can just keep naming stuff. You don't want to hear that stuff for too long. Oh, oh. Was that where you were born? Yeah, I was and born grew in up? Nashville. Grew okay, up good. In Nashville, Tennessee. My mother played a little. My grandmother played a lot. So my grandmother played professionally and did gigs and whatnot and, you know, and helped put us through school and take us to the beach when we were kids oh. and stuff because of my grandmother doing gigs. So she doing was what a, kind of gigs? What did you do? Piano gigs. And oh. so I remember sitting on a piano bench. She There was some concert in, in Nashville, and she was in the Jazz and Blues Society. So she played the after party. And Teddy Wilson and Kenny Burrell were the, huh? were the artists. So at the after party... We're all sitting on the piano bench with like Kenny Burrell sitting on the piano bench, you know, talking to my grandmother and Teddy Wilson leaning against the piano and they're all singing songs. And 
and jamming. And, you know, then I would get to college and get into jazz class or whatever or something. I took the Ron Fenn class, History of Jazz. And, uh-huh. and they talk about these people. And I'd be like, oh, I met that dude with my grandmother. And so, you know, so I had that music sort of thing that my grandmother was really good. And to yeah. this day, I'll drive around and my grandmother will come on in my car and my little rotation of random. And I always listen to it. I won't fast forward it and stuff. So I very much awesome. have that. And she's sort of my musical thing in my family. So as a little kid, we're sitting at the piano bench with the grandmother who just wears it out. And at some point, my sister, I have an older sister, and she was given an acoustic guitar for her sixth birthday. So she's three and a half years older. So I was still at that point two something when the first <laughs> guitar was introduced into the house. And she didn't take to it, and it leaned in the corner for a long time. Anyway, I eventually took it. Uh, there was a guy across the street in his yard playing acoustic, and I went and he give me lessons. And I used to Aww. go over and pay him five bucks, and he'd teach me how to play Back in Black or something, you know, in the 80s. Yeah. And just whatever classic rock I wanted him to teach me. So I did that for a couple of years. Until I sort of figured I had to learn things on my own, listening to the radio, and then it was like, well, I don't need him every week. And so then I went years and years and didn't do anything. Got to college, had rock bands all from literally grade school through high school to college, get to college, go see the Grateful Dead, start a Grateful Dead cover band called Born Cross-Eyed. And that really opened up my horizons because that band improvised and listened and was jammy. And and so, you know, the Grateful Dead changed me hugely. We could go into that for weeks. But... I've done that for years, and so it's given me a great foundation to sort of improvise and explore and have all the freedom and the looseness of that band, but at the same time sort of being myself within that framework. And so it's, it's a great musical growth to have had that body of material to sort of noodle in, you know, and to just play in. Anyway, had bands all through college, went home after college, worked in a studio in Nashville because that was where I was raised, had great opportunities there. Eventually moved back to Lexington, got back in my dead band after a few years away, and I'm still in it all these years later. Born Crossside will be having our 30th anniversary, December 11th. If you'd have told me that in 30 years I'd still be in Born Crossside, I said, oh, that's depressing. This talk of dead you Sometimes things get from you Lean on you, lean on me Should already be. I feel no mellow sound. Do best on trust on Into the left or right. Rebattle.
Thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the financial support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's premier cultural development advocacy and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky and by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of the Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. More at wookoutamerica.com. 
Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style. The best music from the roots of the South and sharing this music with the world. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kathy Stamps. There are so many people to thank for our program this evening. First, Willie Ames and Lee Owen, our guests, and our volunteers and staff who make our production happen so beautifully each week. Thank you all for listening to our webcast, watching us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and those listening to us on the network of Red Barn stations and media worldwide. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our guests on our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. And now once again, please welcome back for one more tune, the Williams and Lee Owen duo to the Red Barn stage. Oh yes we will Goodbye 
Red Barn Radio is a production of Red Barn Radio, LLC.